Hello and welcome back to Bourbon Stuff. This is Carolyn from mm -hmm. Bourbon and Stuff. What the fuck? Hi, I'm Carolyn and here's my husband E. Hello. And this is Bourbon and Stuff. I've only said that intro a thousand times and somehow, even though this is like the fifth one of the night, I've forgotten how to say it. I know. It's it's crazy. But yeah, you're, oh my we're, God. we're here. We're, we're doing a podcast. We, we taste the whiskeys. We review them. That, that's, that's what the whole spiel is. I, if this is your first time here, I promise you we're way more well-developed than this most of the time. You, you'll see on literally every other uh, podcast, but regardless, we're here. We're reviewing stuff. What are we reviewing today? Um, uh, Obtanium. Which Obtanium? Uh, light Whiskey. Ooh, which is uh, sourced by a lovely small distillery out in Indiana called MGP. Small. I know, they're the largest distillery in the country, and they source a lot of stuff to a lot of people. Um, this, how much did we pay for this? Uh, this particular bottle of Obtanium Light Whiskey we spent $62.99 on. We got it from a small shop here. Um, that I apologize, we cannot remember the name of, but, but like we just we randomly just saw them one day. We're like, hey, let's check them out and see what they have. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, this was sitting on the shelf at retail, and we're yeah. like, you know what? Bet we're gonna and get that. They, they also had a lot of other like good bottles. They did at or slightly above retail, with the exception of Henry McKenna that they tater tasted. Oh on. no, I literally snarked in the store because of that. Yeah, when they tried to charge 120 for that, I'm like, nope. But, but everything else, everything was retail. else was fine. It was redeemable in my book. Yeah, we're just not gonna. We're not going to play the secondary yes, game. Yes, if you're a local and you hear this and you want to know, we'll tell you exactly where it is. But for the sake of, like, privacy and not knowing our location, we're not going to uh, be like, hey, it's that road and that store. Exactly. So, um, a lot of the releases of the Obtanium Light Whiskey are above 70% ABV, but ours is just a wee bit lower than that. It's only 67.2% or 134.4 proof. So just... Barely below hazmat. Yes. But still fire in a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Probably one of the highest proof bottles in our collection. Not like top 10. And we have a couple top hazmat. 10. Yeah, we yeah. do. Um, how old is this whiskey? 13 years. Yep. Um, this was uh, bottled on October 13th, 2007. And it was bottled on March 7th of 2021. You did the math? Oh, it's a pandemic bottle. It is. Got the panini in it. Yep. What's its mash bill? Ninety-nine percent corn and one percent malted barley. Yep. So I know that a lot of you are familiar with what bourbon is and what scotch is and what rye is, but what the hell is light whiskey? Um, light whiskey. Yeah, exactly. It's not diet whiskey. Not this time. I mean, no, no. It's not diet whiskey. Um. So bourbon needs to be distilled below 80% ABV or 160 proof in order to be whiskey. Light whiskey, or in order to be bourbon, sorry. Uh, light whiskey is distilled between 160 and 189 proof. So it's a much higher proof distillation. It's going to have a lot less flavors come through on the final product. And then um, it is not allowed to be aged in new charred oak barrels. It has to either be a used charred oak barrel or a new uncharred oak barrel. And the other interesting thing is that for bourbon, 
it can only go in a barrel at a maximum of 62.5% or 125 proof. Light whiskey can be put in a barrel upwards of 140 proof as its upper limit or 70% ABV. So there's definitely a lot more room for what you can do with a light whiskey versus what you can with a bourbon and each of those different changes will yield a drastically different product than what a traditional bourbon would. Um, the really interesting part is when light whiskey was created, it was normally aged between like three to five years, but MGP had a huge conglomerate of barrels that they made of light whiskey that they just literally forgot about. And at the like 13 to 15 year mark, they were like, ah, oh, crap, we got to do something about these and started selling them on the open market to anybody who was buying them at dirt cheap prices. So we saw a number of smaller distilleries popping up with 13, 15, 16 year light whiskeys that they were just trying to bottle and sell. And a number of them were above 70% ABV and that was a huge hype for them. I'm excited to try one that's not hazmat. Yeah. But don't get me wrong, hazmat bottles that we've gotten a hold of have always been just utterly delightful. They have. But to have a light whiskey that's not hazmat from the current releases that are out there, this is actually a lot more rare. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how a 13-year-old light whiskey compares to what we're used to in the bourbon realm. I will try to take a, a good picture of this bottle, probably using a white background. Oh, yeah. Because it is both surprisingly dark, knowing the regulations of light whiskey. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly light for 13 years. Exactly. And frankly, this particular release hits all of the things that you've complained about with the stipulations and requirements for a bourbon to be a bourbon yeah. that, that you think are bullshit. Yeah, oh yeah. So I'm curious to see how this at 13 years holds up to your palate to see how drastic of a difference this would be if you called it bourbon. Because... Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not going to... It's not going to be bourbon. It's corn whiskey. Yeah. This is literally, uh, god dang it. What? Mellow corn? Yeah, it's mellow corn. Except it's also distilled at a higher proof than what mellow corn would be. But it's mellow corn. I mean, it's closer to mellow corn than most things. I'll say that. (laughs) But even mellow corn has a higher, like, fucking, uh, mellow corn's only 80% corn. This is 99 this is more corn than mellow corn. But again, I can't. I can call this whiskey. I can't call this bourbon by no. You can't by standards by any standard. But I'm just saying, like compared to what you want bourbon to be yeah, able I mean, to qualify. Yes, that's what yeah, I'm trying I would, to get. I would. I would love for for light whiskey to be able to to be able to be called bourbon yeah, if like, it's using the right mash bill, but just a higher proof. Fuck it. Why can't it be bourbon? And that's what we're gonna find out. Yeah. On the tasting of this. So shall we get into the nosing? Let's do it. It smells like fire. It is butterscotch. <laughs> like it burns my nose though. Like this is Werther's fucking original in a glass. No, absolutely. It is it is candied caramel. Yeah. That's all it is. Which is it's for some re- no, it's not for some reason. Higher proof does different things to the barrel. Exactly. It pulls out more of that barrel and more of the mm-hmm. vanilla and compounds and stuff like that. Plus starting with used cooperage 
Oh, yeah. Will also have a lot less of that tannic component yeah. that you would get and from like, a bourbon. The other hazmat we had was like Fruit Loops. There's always just and that, that was a rye. Yeah, but yeah. it's always wildly strong, sweet scents. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, really, that's all I'm getting is just heat, butterscotch, and maybe a little corn. I mean, the butterscotch makes absolute sense. Yeah. For like candied corn no absolutely yeah, i mean that that that's another way to say it candied, candied corn. corn yeah yeah okay, okay. Let's go. Oh. oh my god that's good for 134 proof the heat doesn't <laughs> kick in until it's down your throat that is the sweetest whiskey <laughs> i have ever had in my life it, it is, is absolutely like cream corn like and candy yeah it is like the cream corn that you get in the can that's very mm -hmm. sweet and caramel. Mm -hmm. That's it. I don't taste overly aggressive wood. I don't taste tannins. It is just wildly wow. sweet. It is. That's really good. And the finish is just this like super unctuous sweetness. Yeah. That I mean, just lingers. Everything can be can just sweet. 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 That's it. It is candy in a bottle. So I'll ask you. Do you feel that the stipulations for bourbon are more justified having tried this? Or do you still stand- You're literally trying to compare apples to oranges because you're having me say, is a corn whiskey, can you compare a corn whiskey to bourbon? I literally don't give a fuck about the mash bill. <laughs> like, I think that the, the, the mashes are ridiculous because like 1% off shouldn't make a difference, but you're literally saying should mellow corn be considered well, well, do you think that the uh, the higher barrel entry, the higher distillation, and the use of non-virgin oak play major factors in the flavor enough that it would deserve its own category? So I think that it does play a factor in the same way that Florida is different than Kentucky, that Indiana mm. is different than Kentucky, that Texas is different than Kentucky, that Ohio is different than Kentucky. Interesting. That New York makes a hell of a lot different than Kentucky does. Like everyone associates bourbon with Kentucky. Okay. But okay. if you, we have, we have bourbons mm -hmm. from across the country. Yeah. We have bourbons from Canada. Well, no, excuse me. We have whiskeys that have happen rye. that happen to be the same like mash bills and stuff like that that our United States bourbon <laughs> is considered from across the world. So, like they all taste vastly different for the same thing. Okay, okay. I get that logic. I get where you're and going. And they're all going to be different temperatures. They're all going to be in barrels for different years. They're all going to be different uh, locations. Some are underground. Some are above ground. Some are in caves. So, you know? so is it fair to say that you feel that it doesn't color too far out of the lines to have its own uh, designated classification? No, I don't think so. Okay, and, and you know what? That is a damn good answer. Because it it is 100% a waste a waste mm -hmm. to have the stipulation that it must be a new oak a new barrel. Barrel. Yeah. It is a waste. And used oak barrels make delightful things. They do. When when um distilleries and wineries can work together and they they actively want 
um, you know, older barrels, they know the benefit of them when other countries use old barrels and people fawn over the scotch that uses the old barrels that we had. That's saying an entire nation is saying there is a benefit to reusing these barrels. And we're like, nah, fuck it. We're stuck up because of our goddamn stipulations. I blame the lobbying in the government that allowed that to be the case. So, um, while you were talking, I grabbed a very specific bourbon to compare this to. That's blue note. This is tech, uh, Balconis Blue Corn Bourbon, which is a bourbon... New oak, aged entirely, uh, or not aged entirely, uh, the mash bill, 100% blue corn. Okay, but just out of Texas. Out of Texas and new oak, because I'm curious to see how a... It tastes like Texas. So it's ever so slightly more, I want to say ashy. Yeah. Because of the barrel. Yeah. But that same coyingly sweet... (laughs) It is still, like, candy, candy sweet. I love the color difference between a three-year-old and a 13-year-old. Because of the barrel. Because of the barrel and how they do but, for the whiskey. But That's again, fucking crazy. Tell me that you're not getting the same, like, candied corn, super, super sweet. And the only difference is the barrel. Yeah. That's it. Like, I'm with you entirely in that I feel that used cooperage should be allowed to be used in the United States for various whiskeys. Um, like, you have my full support on that. I think the barrel entry proof and the distillation range does make the difference in my mind. But no, I, I get mean, where you're coming I don't, from. I don't disagree. Um, from literally a scientific standpoint... Yeah. Higher proof is going to do something drastically different yeah. to the barrels. But if it is the if it is within the mash bill requirements, mm-hmm. why does it matter what the proof is in your distillery with your barrels and your product? Exactly. Like you're putting a chokehold on distilleries to follow some like bullshit superiority rule one that has been in place since like the 1950s because these rules don't exist anymore to protect us no it's it's literally so that cooperages can stay in business a lot longer than they otherwise would be i don't know i i have i I have ideals and i have opinions and i know that it's gonna piss off people and i'm not sorry but to say how the light whiskey is after 13 years is surprising. It's delicious. It is. It is way more candy, butterscotch, sweet, sweet, sweet than I would have ever expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if the laws changed and they simply required a bit more transparency yeah. on the bottles, where the bottles could simply say uh, used a new oak barrel or a used oak barrel yeah. for X many years, like that's an extra line of text Absolutely. on a new bottle that you would need to get approved through the TCB anyway. Yeah. And so it, Yeah, I get it. And, and, fr- and frankly, the hill that I die on is that we should have the, the DSP number of every spirit that goes into a bottle. But that is definitely a rant for another day. <laughs> We just need to make a podcast 
of unpopular opinions. I agree. And uh, frankly, guys and gals, well, you may hear that sooner rather than later. Yeah. Okay, take us out. This has been fun. All right, please do check me out on Instagram. My username is bourbon underscore and underscore stuff. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at bourbonstuff at gmail.com. Uh, if you'd like to donate to the channel, you can do so directly through anchor.fm forward slash bourbon stuff. Otherwise, simply share this link with anyone who you believe may benefit from it or enjoy it. Or in this very specific case, if you want to just piss off some people who are bourbon diehards. And with all of that being said, remember that all whiskey... Even the light whiskeys. That people know are not bourbon. Mm -hmm. Them's... They're meant to be shared.